Hello, my name's Ryan, I'm from Ireland, and you're listening to the Urban Palmcast with Abby Dowd and Luke Binns. And I'm in Woolworths. I forgot what I was supposed to buy. Oh, eggs. Hello, and welcome to the show. And this week, I get the privilege of reviewing the beer called the Doom Bar. Doom Bar? Doom Bar. <laughs> it's an amber ale. Anyway, I'm going to go in for it. Doom Bar. While you do that, I'm just going to say that Doom Bar sounds like a beer that Satan would serve at his bar down in hell. Doom. Or maybe... Welcome to hell. Have a Doom Bar. So let's just say that Binz is sitting in... You know, the, the figurative hell right now, having his doom bar. I certainly am. And, uh, the bar. Satan the barkeep has just tended me um, a lovely mid-cold beer, uh, which <laughs> is only what Satan would do, really, isn't it? I mean, you've just slugged about a third of it just now. I've witnessed it. You know what? It's been a long week, and I, <laughs> I, could, I could probably slug about six more. Final verdict, do you like it or what? Ooh, look at that head. <laughs> look at that head. I just gave it. Whoop. In case anyone was wondering, there's about a half centimeter of head <laughs> on what he just poured. Ooh, um, yeah, what? strong taste. 4.3 Abbey, so obviously you won't be drinking it unless it's 8%. <laughs> sculling it in one. Uh, Thank you for saying. Thank you for knowing that. You drink it like it's a marathon. I drink it like it's a sprint. I know. I think that's, that's a, just a, an answer that could go across the entire board of our personality. <laughs> you may be the hare, but I'm the tortoise. I'll take that. I will take that. One more over here, Satan. Mm. <laughs> and really, what would be happening is Satan wouldn't be, like, making eye contact with me. I reckon he'd be, like, be a real dick. Like, he wouldn't be coming over Just to... Just slide down the bar. Probably spilled half. Yeah, no. Charges you for Because it's hell. You have to put up with, like, hell. <laughs> like, so he wouldn't serve you, and then, like, people come to the bar and they'd serve them next. Or, like, you'd be like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and then... Sorry, sorry. And then sorry. you'd ask... Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer, I'm down here. And then you'd, like, eventually you'd ask him for a beer, and he'd go, oh, no, we don't have that, mate. And then you'd try to play with your card, and he'd say it was, like, cash only or something. Yeah. To be honest, I don't even know how I got in this bar, but I quite like to leave after this drink. <laughs> so Sundays, oftentimes, like my dad will take my sister and I to a movie, um, and of course he always gets to choose the movie. Of, of course, uh, you know if you're paying for it, that's fair enough. I suppose you can choose. But first and foremost, I have no, like I cannot, I, I can't handle suspense. I can't handle movies where I feel like. You know, something bad's gonna happen. I get very nervous. Like, okay. I, I honestly I don't, think you, I don't think you may have watched a film together, but I think I'd be You'd hate highly it. irritated because I like to watch a film and, 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 and see it play out. Like, I want to go. My sister refuses to, like, my sister cannot stand I, I, I verbal. You're one of those you know, people. I'm, very, I'm just a very verbal person. You're one of these people and, that goes, Is it him? Is it him? Did he do it? Did he do it? Did he do like, it? Like, oh, is it him? Uh, is it him? Oh, like, God, for example, my, my dad took me to see. Captain Phillips. Uh, God, like, I just can't recover. 12 years a slave. Can you imagine? I'm sitting there hysterically sobbing. My dad doesn't know how to handle it, so he, like, pats me on the back. It's like, uh, it's okay. So today, my very cheap, action-packed, 
father wanted to go see Eye in the Sky. So it basically it's about a, like a drone strike uh, mm-hmm. on this town in Kenya. And, and long, it's just, I, I just can't handle it. Like, so first we get there in typical fashion. We're never allowed to get popcorn. That's not happening. We're not getting a drink. No. But he comes packing with what? Cheese sticks. One cheese stick for each of us. You know, the cheese stick that you open and you peel it apart, like in string, string yeah. cheese. Yeah, cheese, cheese strings. Yeah, we got them over here. Yeah. In, a, in addition to a bag filled with pistachios. That's not all. He also brought another zip, ziplock bag that you could put the shells in. So we're sitting there having this little. That is efficient. Thing is, thing about the uh, thing about the pistachios is, it's an investment. It goes a long way. You can suck the shells, and you can also eat the nut. Well, these shells, these pistachios, let me tell you, were salt and pepper flavored. I can never go back to normal pistachios. They are. Jesus. But not only are we going to see this movie, which I know I'm going to hate, he <laughs> insists that we go to the. 11 a.m. showing, so tickets are half price. So we're up at like the fucking break of dawn to go see this movie, That's which I know I'm gonna hate. So I, I sit through, I'm trying to sit through this movie, but I just physically can't handle it. And you know, you're like, you watch a movie, like, oh, surely it must almost be over. I look down, it's been 45 minutes. So it takes like four hours my blood levels to go back down. But the thing is, I'm like, Dad, I, I just cannot agree to coming to another movie like this with you. I just, I can't handle it. The people around me, as my sister says, more than once at the movie, can't handle it. Let's make America great again. I'm running for president. All right, Binzi, what is happening this week in the wide world of politics? Well, let's find out. Starting off the news this week is Saucy Hillary after getting herself into hot waters with her hot sauce gaffe. She was accused of pandering to the black voters on a radio interview live when she was asked this. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot Just- sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. No, seriously. Hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, raw peppers and hot sauce. That's what- uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. Oh, just stop. Please, just make it stop. Voting with the young is such an important topic. But not for Donald Trump, as last week we saw the lack of youth vote. Not from the everyday voters, but from his own family. Not one, but two of his children will not be able to vote for Trump, or anyone for that matter, in last week's New York primary. Because they didn't register in time. Ivanka and Eric were banned from voting, as the laws state you cannot register on the same day as the vote. Good one, kids. Make America stupid again by not voting. The Democrats' inside moles seem to be working. And finally, on a serious note, well, from Ted Cruz, that is, last week we saw on his campaign, he remains a serious candidate despite the losses. How, may you ask, by not wearing a funny cheese hat? No, my girls will. (laughs) Why not? There is an ironclad rule of politics which is no funny hats, and any hat is by definition defined as a funny hat, and that just 
And so I will cheer on the hats of others, uh, but... but Could say he'll be e-damned if he's wearing that. But let's be mature about this. We don't want it to grate on his image. Jesus Christ. More excruciating, cringeworthy stuff next week. Well, I guess this is like a new feature called the Candid Candidate. That's right, the Candid Candidate. As you know, we like alliteration here at the Urban Palm. We do. We certainly do. Um, so basically, we've, we've already kind of gone over a lot of the basics, the big basics, and now we're going to break it down a little bit and get to know who's running. So this week, we're covering Bernie Sanders. So Bernard Bernie Sanders, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. It's very. We were talking about this earlier. It's, it's very apparent that he's from Brooklyn because he's got this most like thickest Brooklyn so, accent you've ever this heard. Is, this is something we were discussing. How is it if he hasn't lived in Brooklyn since like let's say the early '60s? His accent is thicker than most people who have lived there their entire lives. It's shocking. It's thicker than that white mane of hair he's got. He attended Brooklyn College and then transferred to the University of Chicago and this, graduated in 1964 with a degree in polyscience. This is a bit like doing um, a political guess who in that game. And the thing is, I reckon Bernie Sanders actually looks like one of the guess who characters. Oh, uh, I'm pretty certain that he does. You know exactly what I mean, don't you? I do. Has he got white hair? <laughs> Quite <laughs> old. Flip all the other candidates down. Yep, it's Bernie Sanders. Um, he was in Congress for 16 years total. He's been an elected official for 34 years and counting. And that is 19, more than the, 19 years more than your average presidential candidate, which uh, is 15 years. So the average candidate has been oh, yeah. in Yeah, there's one thing about Bernie is um, he's got years and years and years and experience so um 34 and counting to be exact exactly which is a lot more than other candidates but, you 19 know. more on average <laughs> <laughs> and i think a big thing about bernie and this is something unique to him and only him he is running on a fully grassroots presidential campaign which means he's refusing corporate funding and donation from super PACs anyways he's raised almost 140 million dollars <laughs> That's not bad for the old grassroots campaign. Old B-Dog is actually an independent. He doesn't identify as any political party, but in this presidential race, he is running as a democratic socialist. Hmm. And look, what, what is that? Well, a democratic socialist seeks to effectively combine free enterprise with transparent public programs that maintain a minimum standard of living for everyone. And that's from our friends at feeltheburn.com. Thank you for that brief breakdown. Well, basically, people think, um, people just see socialism and think communism and get put off by his, you know... The ism. With his ism and his loony leftism. It's not the case at all. Basically, and this is according to Bernie back in 2006, he described democratic socialism as the government has got to play a very important role in making sure that as a right of citizenship, all of our people have health care. That is a right. All of our kids, regardless of income, have a quality child care, are able to go to college without getting deeply in debt. And that means we do not allow large corporations and moneyed interests to destroy our government. And that we create a government in which dominated by big money interests. So I felt the burn there. 
right on the knee. I'll tell you what, my my throat's burning from that very long uh, description. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, it was like I'd fallen on a carpet and just quickly grazed the skin off. So uh, we'll just run down a few of his points. Um, education. Like all kind of uh, Democrats, he wants free college tuition at public colleges and universities, lower interest rate on the student loans. Tell you what, I'm all about that. Healthcare. Basically, it's he wants Medicare for all. It's a basic human right with a single-payer national healthcare system. Which, you know what, it's basically just universal healthcare. Healthcare for one, healthcare for all. Come and get it. And you know what, Wall Street. I think Bernie Sanders is probably a big fan of the movie The Big Short. And you know why? He wants to break up big financial institutions. And I think this just kind of carries over into his his thoughts on income and wealth inequality. Which is like, I think, it strikes well in the heart of the everyday man. But fear into the, uh, the big money fish people. So basically that's it. Bernie Sanders stands up for the average American, wants everyone to have basically a life that's livable and enjoyable. And if you guessed all of those, then you're absolutely right. All the other candidates would have been flipped down now, and all that should be left is Bernie Sanders' face. And you know what? That means you win Political Guess Who. On this week's Political Docket, we look at one Bernie Bernard Sanders. I proceeded to sabotage a friendly dinner and asked a very avid Bernie supporter and a woman heavily involved in American democracy and American politics, what her thoughts were on the matter. Here's what she had to say. I feel as though this is a good sign. Like, we can bring someone in who has these ideas, who's actually building this momentum, and that's awesome, who's someone who isn't from the party but has to run as the party just because of the two-party system that we've created. But this is awesome. This is, like, kind of like a third-party thing. I also think that even if he doesn't get the nomination, that all these people have heard the things that he's saying now. And so even if he doesn't get it, Hillary does. At least it's all out there. And it's huge. It's awesome. From the ground up, like, and just some of the things that I've seen, like, some of the ads that he has out there, it's, like, appealing to everybody. It's, like, from the bottom up, like, we are only as strong as our weakest link. I've just never been so inspired by a candidate, I think. No, I mean, and even Barack Obama, even though in 2008 I wasn't old enough to vote, but still, like, I went out and canvassed because I had to for AP government, but still... <laughs> I went out and did the damn thing, no matter. But now, seventeen-year-olds, oh, seventeen-year-olds can vote in the we primary did, we, as long I as yes. And it was awesome. And it, it was, was so cool. And they, you know, we they had loved them. It. They were yeah. so excited. Yeah. And I was talking to my students, and they because right now there's this won't happen, but there's talk. Nancy Pelosi gave a speech about how it's important that like maybe sixteen-year-olds should be able to vote because they take civics or they take like yeah. American oh, yeah. government. Absolutely. And I asked my students like, what do you think? Are sixteen-year-olds old enough to vote? And half of them said yes, half of them said no. And I said, but don't you think, like, being in this class now has made you more invested in what's going on in terms of the election? And everybody said yes. Absolutely. And it's true. Like, they come to class and they know what's going on and they want to talk about it. Bernie has sparked a flame that has erupted into a massive, massive fire. He is just broken open political scene. He's talking about things on a national level which have never been brought up before. He's really pushing the boundaries and people are excited. Young people especially are excited as you can see in this discussion between young people that I <laughs> invaded. And um, you know what? I think whether you're feeling the burn or not, everyone agrees that Bernie is somebody, he's a game changer. He really is. And whether he wins or not, quite frankly, the discussion has changed. I think um, agendas will be changed. <laughs> I hope that's what you've taken away from this. Since we're doing a profile on Bernie Sanders, I've come up with a game 
and you have to basically guess. I've got I've taken some quotes from Bernie, but also there's a, a rival which you might have to look out for. So the game is Bernie Sanders or Binzy Slanders. If it's a genuine Bernie Sanders quote, or if it's just sneaky Binzy Slanders up to no good. <laughs> All right. Plan on winning this Hunger Games of quotes. Well, see, for many Americans, the dream has become a nightmare. That's Bernie. Is he saying it's Bernie Sanders? <laughs> oh, Binzy Sanders. Oh, that's you. That's Binzy Slanders. Well, I can tell you you're wrong, because it was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, <clears throat> question two. The wealthiest portion of the population take a tax break. I can't even get a coffee break from my campaign. <laughs> I don't know if Bernie uses that many uh, P's in one sentence. Portion of the population. I think that was you. You're right. It was Benjamin <laughs> Sanders. <laughs> but, to be honest, he did say part of that quote, so, eh, you know. Should I get my mom in on this game? If she wants to play. Okay, welcome to the game. Um, we're playing. We're playing Bernie Sanders or Binzy Slanders. <laughs> Please don't give him too much, Mom. Honestly, he's been bragging all show. Okay, right. So this is the quote: "The messier his hair gets, the more powerful he becomes." Okay, I've read this before. I, did he say it though? I think he did. I've read this. You didn't. If you if this you didn't come up with this, that's cheating. We have to go with him. So who are you saying it is? It's Bernie Sanders. Correct. Yeah. All right, got my good luck charm here. Right. My roommate. <laughs> <laughs> my original roommate. Okay. Actually, my original landlord. <laughs> We're winning. Okay, next quote. <clears throat> I just love the party banter. My mom says him. I, though, well, the party banter. I just love the party banter. Oh, the banter. I thought you meant the bouncer. Uh, I think that was you. I don't think you said that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a name. Pinsy Slanders. Correct. It was Pinsy Slanders. No, no American would say banter, Luke. If a financial institution is too big to fail, it's too big to exist. Bernie. Yeah, 100% Bernie. That is 100% Bernie. That's right. I know Bernie like I know the back of my hand. I've, you have all those research I did on him. You're underestimating me. And finally, I think he's a proper idiot, yeah? Like, what is, what is his name isn't even funny. Why doesn't he just leave now? Are you quoting Donald Trump? It was a nice try, guys, but I'm going to have to take that as an incorrect answer because it was actually Bernie... It was Binzy Slanders. Oh my god, no, that was what we said. said. You said you Donald, Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. But you did Ma say Donald Trump, so... The real I said it sounds like Donald Trump. Not meaning it's not Bernie Sanders, meaning it must have been you. So effectively, you're Donald Trump. That concludes the game. I think you did well. We identified Bernie Sanders in all these quotes and glory. Mom, thanks for being part. She said it was life-changing, and I have to agree. I feel like a new woman. <laughs> The best way to uh, end an episode, of course, is to play the game. 
What's that noise? <laughs> Go on, I need it again. Is this the week you finally break into your garden gnome collection, Luke? Honestly. Alright, one more time. <sighs> your face with the life's quandary. What's that noise? Right, you ready? Well, that sounded completely different. What you dropped was a... I'm going to have to go with a... Like a, a bottle... Like a, a cork. Like, you know, like you get those nice ones to put the, in the wine. Ooh, I thought you were so close. Like, I really thought you were gonna, you were getting close when you were saying bottle. But you're wrong, cause it's an apple juice carton. <laughs> oh my god, I literally was actually meant, what I said was actually the brand of an apple juice. You played some games today, and but people will go away and remember that you lost What's That Noise. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Abby. And I'm Luke.